Okay, blankets, spaghetti and waters. You take the bugger from the next place. Horton spaghetti, I'm going to the gun purse. Hey, you'll never make it, sir. Let's come with you. Do it, old man. Right, old skipper. Oh, sir, sir. If we... We don't meet again, sir. I'd just like to say it's been a... Coordinated strike. Welcome to Coordinated Strike. As always, I'm your host, Joe. On today's episode, we get into the King's Empire, Allegiance box set, and Allegiance Breakdown. This is our fourth one, so we should be pretty good at it by now. Do everything I can to make sure that you have your finger on the trigger of this faction as we go ahead and shoot down another Coordinated Strike. So let's go ahead and break down the Allegiance box set for the King's Empire. In the box set, you're going to get the King's Empire primary commander, which is Charles Edmonton. Charles Edmonton is a sniper by trade, and this is illustrated exceedingly well in his rule set. Um, what you see with Charles is he has a Smile Mark III sniper rifle. Uh, 7 with a ram built in, versus defense 28, it's range, strength 2, piercing. And this action does not need to discard a card to shoot into engagement. So automatically we see that he has definitely the sniper mold. He can shoot uh, into engagement without penalty. Uh, low power, high penetration shot. Uh, he has two triggers on his, uh, his non-glory side uh, on a margin of 3. It's out of nowhere. Target gains a shaken token. And on a... Ram, which is built in, uh, this action immediately gains accurate. So you can pick out a single target very, very strongly. He doesn't have to, though, uh, which is fairly fairly strong if he's just going to fire into his squad. Then he has a little bit of uh, boosting to the box set in terms of his uh, value to it. He has volley fire on my mark. Uh, it's a 6 versus an 11 target number, 8-inch range. You target a squad. They're going to gain an inspired token. One of its fire teams may then take a ranged attack action. And King's Empire is all about ranged attacks. When we go over to the glory side for Charles Edmonton, he gets hold it steady. Other friendly fire teams within six inches add plus four to the ranges of their uh, ranged attacks. He gets a little bit better with his sniper rifle. Again, same uh, triggers. His acting value goes up to eight ram as opposed to seven ram on the non-glory side. Uh, volley fire on my mark gains an additional trigger. Uh, weak points on a crow. Uh, the range action immediately gains piercing. So you make their uh, range attack that you're giving them a little bit better, and you're giving them an inspired token. Uh, and then he also gains another tactical action, or another morale action. Where'd he go? It's an 8 versus 12 target number, 16 inch range. Place this fire team in base contact with target unengaged friendly fire team. And then on a ram of the, and a ram trigger, he has take a ranged attack even if it even if engaged. So he has some tricks to go ahead and move throughout his army. Uh, that ability gets a little bit better later game. Uh, additionally, if in a larger game, that allows him to kind of move totally around the table without real without real issue. Again, that 16 inch range is huge uh, for him to then be able to place into. Or place to, uh, to a friendly fire team within that range. So a lot of great things with Charles Edmonton. He is a two tactics commander. He gives 25 script uh, for hiring. 
So he's a great choice. Uh, he's a great way to get into the box set. And the one thing I want to do now is go over uh, the King's Empire's Allegiance card. Uh, they have for King and Country. After an enemy fire team is killed as the result of an action from a King's Empire fire team in this company, the friendly fire team's unit may flip to glory at the end of the activation. So it's all about removing enemy fire teams in order to glory with the King's Empire in general. So this is facilitated by giving them shots out of activation like Charles does. Anything, and Charles can, can also help by just kind of whittling away fire teams down so that his <laughs> other units can go ahead and, and give the killing blow. Uh, they have the British Army special rule. King's Empire units in this company gain the following triggers to their melee and ranged attacks. On a mass, they get Hail of Gunfire. Give the target a pin token. So this is all about making that damage stick and really helping to weaken your opponent over time, both in terms of weakening their mobility against you and stopping their reinforcement. So the fact that all of their attacks, essentially, uh, that are either melee or ranged, have an automatic, have a trigger built into them from the card on a mask, you're going to hand out a pin token. That's incredibly powerful. Uh, then you have bayonets. King's Empire fire teams in this company may use their ranged attacks actions while engaged as if they were melee attack actions instead of range attack actions, with a range of 2 inches. If it does so, the action is at minus 2 AV. So this essentially lets you have melee attacks on all of your King's Empire units without having to write that on the card. They basically are going to use their guns in melee. There's going to be a slight penalty of minus 2 AV on all of the attacks that are generated that way. Then they have Rapid Maneuvering, which is an incredibly strong special rule. Uh, King's Empire squads in this company that receive the Rush Order may discard a card to take a ranged attack action instead of a melee action. So you can charge and then shoot your rifle. <coughs> Cost you a card, but you can do it. And that's an incredibly strong ability. Now keep in mind that Rapid Maneuvering is only for squads. So Charles can't do it. Uh, the King's Hand can't do it. Uh, the artillery team can't do it. But things like your Infiltrators, things like your Royal Rifle Corps, uh, things like South Wales Borderers, things like Field Intelligence Corps, uh, Grenadiers, those are all squads. They can all benefit from it, along with the Empire Dragoons. So let's get into what you get in the box set. Again, you've got Charles Edmondson, who we've discussed. Then you're going to get two units of Royal Rifle Corps, uh, some of the absolute best infantry in the game. Uh, we'll go over why in a moment. And you're going to get a unit of Infiltrators. And Infiltrators are a very interesting uh, unit to come in a box set. They are sort of a, an interesting finesse piece that really helps King's Empire do more things than just be a really aggressive gun line. So I want to start with the Royal Rifle Corps because I think understanding them is absolutely vital to understanding the box set as a whole. So we're going to go and spend a little bit of time and then we are going to go through their card fairly thoroughly. So they are a speed 7 unit. They are defense 6, willpower 6, armor 7. This is on the non-gloried side. They have a special rule called Together Now. 
Uh, when this unit receives the focused effort order, it gains two tokens of its choosing instead of just one. So when you focus, you gain two focused effort tokens. You gain two inspired tokens. You can gain two reinforcement tokens. You're going to double up any of the tokens that you get through that order. Pretty strong, especially when you use it for inspiration, for inspired tokens. Because that means two of your fire teams are going to have the option to go plus two. And we're going to see where that advantage really holds up here. Uh, they have the CLLE rifle, 6 acting value versus defense, 22 inch range, strength 3, has a crow trigger for frightened, target gains a shaken token. So this really has two triggers, because remember the every unit in this game, every unit in the King's Empire army, because of the allegiance card, has on a mask that the opponent gains a pin token. So these guys can hand out pinned and or shaken tokens, depending on what card is flipped. Meaning that if they get a red joker, uh, they can hand out both a shaken and a pin token, because that is how those triggers worked. Then they have a morale action, noble procession. This action can only be taken if this fire team is on the opponent's half of the table. Draw a card. If your allegiance is King's Empire, other friendly units with a fire team within three inches gain an inspired token. So you gain, uh, you know, you can gain a card from getting across the board, and other friendly units with a fire team within three pulse are going to gain an inspired token. So if you're bunched up a little bit and you're on the opponent's half of the board, this is a great way to go ahead and start inspiring your army. They are a squad of three. So you get three fire teams. They're 80 millimeter bases with three models per fire team. So they're nine wounds total in the unit base. Uh, when they go to glory after you kill something, if you kill a fire team, uh, they still speed 7, still defense 6, still willpower 6. They go to armor 8. So they get a little bit more protection once they get to glory. Uh, they gain king's best men at the start of this unit's activation. Before it receives an order and any other token effects are applied, it may discard any tokens on itself to move each of its fire teams up to 5 inches. So this gives you a way to clear out tokens that are negatively affecting you. So if you have a shaken token on you, you can discard it, move up to 5 inches. If you've got pin tokens on you, you can discard it, move up to 5 inches. Really gives you some relentless pressure with this particular unit. Uh, they also have, again, together now, again, that same rule that was on the front. Uh, when they received a focus effort, you're going to gain two tokens. It's choosing instead of just one. They're going to gain point blank. Fire teams in this unit may take melee actions against targets they are engaged with without penalty. So instead of the minus two AV that you're going to get from bayonets, point blank says, no, you get to use your full acting value uh, without any negative while you're engaged. Uh, their rifle skill gets a little bit better. They are going to go to a seven with a built-in mask, so they're going to be able to just hand out pin triggers on their Gloried side, again versus defense, 22-inch range, which is highly significant. That is the longest base range uh, rifle for infantry in the game. <laughs> Pardon me. They are strength 3 again. Uh, they still have Frightened, so target's going to gain a Shaken token. They're also going to gain a very powerful trigger 
five margin barrage. Uh, so on a margin of five, they can take this action again. So really ups their output. In the right situation, you could generate six shots from this unit while it's in glory if you're able to hit that margin trigger on all three shots from the fire teams. And again, they retain noble procession. Really strong unit. A lot of things going on here. So we have a 29-inch threat. Essentially, they can move up to 7 inches, and then they shoot 22. So the total of that is 29 inches threat. That outranges virtually all the other infantry in the game. Now, terrain's going to interfere with that. A lot of things are going to help um, mitigate that. And they're going to probably always get at least one round of shooting unopposed. But it's probably just going to be that one round. They are strength 3, so they're pretty good at killing infantry. They are not excellent at removing heavier targets. Um, so Titans can be fairly effective screens if you're fighting into them. Um, but remember, you can generate a lot of shots once you get gloried. So the idea is to take out a, a weaker target first, and then you can really start pounding uh, some of the larger targets. Uh, they have the, again, with the together now, they can either be gaining two, they're going to gain two tokens anytime they focused effort. Instead of just the one. So you can gain that inspired token, you can gain those inspired tokens, you can gain those reinforcement tokens. Really helps you set up for longer portions of the game if you're up against opponents that may be dishing out pin tokens on you. Uh, it may be a great idea to put reinforcement tokens on yourself preemptively. That way you don't have to worry too much about the pin tokens. They're not going to reduce your movement. They're not going to stop you from uh, reinforcing because the enemy is going to have to put at least two pin tokens on you before they remove your ability to reinforce. Uh, three before they fully affect it in terms of you know, a reinforcement token. It's just going to clear the token that's on them. So now we come to the super interesting unit in the box set, and it's odd to say that because this is a five-script unit. The, the Royal Rifle Corps, the one that you get two of, is a nine-script unit. So we come over to the five-script unit, and this is kind of our finesse piece. This is where we really start learning about the spy portion of the faction. They are a speed six unit, defense four, willpower four, armor six. So initially you're going to see, hey, they're not very survivable. They're not designed to be, uh, but they are going to do a lot of very interesting things to your opponent. They have camouflage. So this unit may deploy during scouting. If it does, it may deploy anywhere on the table that is not in the opponent's deployment zone. So these guys immediately, right out of the box, give you some hypermobility. They allow you to threaten scenario almost immediately, dictate some of the enemy's choices throughout the game, and put immediate pressure on the opponent to stop you from scoring. Or stop you from interfering with their, their advance and their movement plans. The infiltrators cannot be understated how annoying they are from the other side of the table. Uh, my regular opponent is a King's Empire player. He's very good. Uh, and he has mastered the infiltrators. So I will say that the infiltrators are really a point uh, are going to be really a point of emphasis as we're as we're discussing them because of all the little things you can do positionally with them that are just infuriating. 
you can set them up in such a way that they block you from block your opponent from getting to an objective that may be may have been easy for them to get to. You can place them on a hard to get objective for your opponent and then just start scoring that as soon as as soon as uh, the game starts. Uh, they have do have some defensive defensive tech. They have the pistol they have their pistols. Active value 5 versus defense 12 inch range, so not nearly as impressive as their Royal Rifle Corps brother, but still very good. They are strength 2. They have lucky shot. On a tome, uh, the action immediately gains a plus 1 to strength. And then they have a very interesting ability. Uh, again, kind of highlighting the spy portion of, or sub portion of the uh, King's Empire. They have confuse. So it's a 5 versus willpower, 18 inch range, so quite a bit of range on this. Uh, again, Attacking a, a different stat than normal than we normally attack in the game uh, with willpower. You're going to target an enemy fire team. They're going to discard a token of your choice from its unit. You're going to give a, to a target. You're going to give that target a token of your choice. So this is a great way to hurt the opponent for trying to help themselves. So if your opponent is one that has uh, a need for tokens like. Call to the Burning Man, or if they're trying to be sneaky and, and get uh, reinforcement tokens on themselves early, or inspired tokens, you can, with this ability, negate everything they just did, and in fact give them the opposite token. Alternatively, you can convert those pin tokens, some extra pin tokens that your Rifle Corps may have handed out, to an opposing unit, and instead upgrade that to a Shaken token where you're actively affecting their ability to either defend themselves or to attack you back. Pretty strong. They are a squad of three, again, 80 millimeters, and again, three uh, models per squad, so again, nine wounds total for the unit. When they go to glory, uh, they go to speed seven, again, willpower four, defense four, armor six. Their pistols are going to gain a tome, so they're going to be 5 Tome versus Defense, 12 inch range, Strength 2. Still going to retain Lucky Shot, so they effectively go up to Strength 3, built in. Uh, on a If you flip a Tome as well, they're going to go up to Strength 4. Pretty powerful on these little guns. Uh, and on a Crow, they're going to gain Distracting Shot, take the Confused action against the, against the same target. So not only are you potentially doing some damage, you're also getting a free Confuse. Again, Confuse remains the same with the addition of Deja Vu which is a trigger on a mask, you're going to gain you're going to give the target an additional token of the same type. So you could pop down two additional pin tokens on them, you could pop down to an additional sorry, you could pop down an additional shaken token in addition to one that your action is giving them. And then they gain a super control ability. Again, a morale action place mines 6 versus target number 14. So on an 8 plus, you're going to create a 120 milliliter 220 millimeter hazardous three low landmine terrain piece within two inches of this fire team, not touching any other fire teams or terrain. And then if you're able to do that with a mask, it has work on, moves this fire team up to its speed. So the ability to place down hazardous terrain markers, really terrain markers of any type, has a huge effect on the game itself, particularly because of where they can be placed. This just says not touching any terrain or other fire teams. You could place this directly on top of an objective that your opponent is trying to get to, meaning that every time they're trying to interact with that terrain, 
they're going to be subject to a hazardous hazardous three test. The if the very important thing to remember about hazardous three is it can wipe out low armor units pretty easily. Um, let's look at the infiltrators themselves. Strength three, they're going to get wiped out on a sixteen. So on a 13 plus, if they walk into hazardous terrain, a whole fire team is gone. There's there's nothing you can do about that. So it really limits potentially the mobility of some of the lighter units in the game, some units that may be running to get those strategy points. It also has good potential to do damage to commanders whose armor is between 8 and 10. And getting those assets to flip, getting those assets to break, really opens them up to, you know, additional, additional hurt. And having hazardous terrain do some wounds for you is a great way to get out of activation damage. And out of activation damage can be utterly brutal, as we talked about in the Gibbering Hordes episode. So the infiltrators allow you a bit of that. So you can already see, while we have a strong gun line, in the box set in terms of the two Royal Rifle Corps and Charles Edmonton, we really start to get some interesting play potential with the infiltrators that are also in the box. So what are some other things the infiltrators can do? The infiltrators can help screen your uh, more valuable Royal Rifle Corps. One of the things that you can definitely do is set them up in such a way that they are actually providing your own unit's cover because you can shoot through your own units freely without providing cover to your opponent. However, your opponent can't draw a line of sight through your own guys. They can draw a line of sight through theirs, but they can't draw a line of sight through yours. So you can actually use them to block off uh, or break up the outline of your Royal Rifle Corps and essentially the ambulative wounds. Because you're going to have to get through the infiltrators before you can actually get to the rare rifle corps who are really doing some of the damage. Additionally, their ability to play in the scenario game right away cannot be understated. They are an incredibly powerful piece. The fact that they can deploy anywhere not in your opponent's deployment zone with the camouflage rule makes them an excellent tar pit unit. Uh, they're confused again helps dictate how your opponent is going to play, particularly if they've been placed in a fairly centralized location. And they just go to your strategy of attrition the opponent as hard as possible and then score a little bit later. And again, all of this is enabled with some of the stratagems that are available to you. So a lot of what you're going to do is whittle something down Get that fire team to get your your unit that you need to get to glory to kill that fire team, kill that remaining wound on it. Get that unit to glory and then utilize their extended abilities on their glory side. The following activation to really hammer home your advantage. All the while remembering your triggers, uh, remembering to you know, remembering all the things you can do with your squads like rapid maneuvering to really extend your threat range and your your overall board positioning. There is a lot of power in this particular box set. I mean, we've talked about it with all of them. There really is 
some incredible things you can do with just the box set of all of these particular allegiances, and King's Empire is no exception. And again, you really do start to get the flavor of what it means to be a King's Empire commander, because you're going to have access to some incredibly long threat ranges, and you're going to have access to trickery and mobility in the scenario game. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other units that are available to you as a King's Empire commander. So what other forces can you call upon as a King's Empire commander? Well, you actually have a lot to choose from. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is your secondary commander that is available to you, which is Margaret Bell. Again, she's going to provide 25 script. She's 8 speed, 7 defense, 7 willpower, 8 armor. She has shadow magic, uh, incredibly powerful ability, which is whenever this unit activates, she may place it within 16 inches of its current location. Then, they can, then she's still able to move via an order. She has a poison knife, uh, melee attack, 7 acting value versus defense, 2 inch range, strength 3. This action gains plus 1 strength and accuracy, or, and accurate, if it is, if it succeeds against a champion. Uh, also is going to have a morale action backstab, 8 versus willpower, 2 inch range. Till the end of this unit's activation, the target cannot cheat fate. On a crow, she's got, she's behind me, isn't she? Uh, target's going to gain a shaken token. She's a 40 millimeter model with a 2 tact, or a 2, uh, she's going to gain 2 tactics tokens when you, when you activate her. On glory, she goes up to speed 9. Uh, defense 7, willpower 8, armor 8. Still going to retain Shadow Magics. Poison Knife is going to go up to an 8 acting value with a Tome built in. She's going to gain 2 triggers. Uh, the Slow Death target flips from Glory. And that's on a Tome. And then on a Crow, she's got Corrosive Acid. Immediately gain Piercing. Her Backstab is going to gain a Ram uh, and 2 triggers. On a Crow, it's, it's she's behind me, isn't she? Target gains Shaken Token. And then on a Ram, she's going to get Stab, Stab, Stab. This fire team immediately takes a melee action against the target. And then she's going to gain another morale action. His Majesty's Secret Service drops your cards. If either is a 13, you may reveal it. If you do, choose a unit anywhere on the board, ignoring line of sight, and give it a shaken token. So, what does she do? She has tremendous ability within the scenario game because of that 16-inch placement with a 9 if she, go, if she just takes a, a normal activation where she's going to get a, a, not a non-rush order, where she's just going to... If she focused efforts, she can go 16 inches. If she takes an advance order, she can go 24 inches. If she takes a rush order, she can go 32 inches. That's a lot of board. That is a ton of board. She is an incredibly game-warping commander in uh, scenario games that want you to get behind your opponent's lines. Uh, supply cash, set traps, she is incredibly devastating. She is a, a very hard piece of tech for your opponent to have to deal with. And she, she helps warp the game for King's Empire in such a way that it does help reinforce their sub... Uh, their sub their subgenre of being uh, cloak and dagger and spy. Uh, 
And so she becomes very interesting and something that's incredibly strong in two commander games. Uh, one to definitely watch out for. One of the other things that are available to you uh, is a unit that I have to discuss, which are the Empire Dragoons. Now, the Empire Dragoons are 8 script. They are speed 10, 6 defense, 6 willpower, 8 armor. They are a squad of 220 millimeter bases with 350 millimeters on them. So it's 6 wounds in the unit. Uh, they are an elite unit of horse cavalry with small arms fire and sabers. They have handpicked, handpicked by the king. After cheating, this fire team may draw a card. So this ability is huge. It's any time they cheat fate, so either offensively or defensively, meaning you can use it to help cycle your cards. So if you happen to have drawn uh, very poor cards, you could potentially cheat these in on duels that you're already losing or in cases where you're likely to win the duel regardless, you could cheat them in and then draw a new card with the hand picked by the king. This type of rummaging and cycling really means you can help craft your deck to be as effective as possible during the next few parts of the game and parts of the activations. So this is an ability that you really need to start thinking about and looking at as you pick this unit up. Then they have their cavalry sabers. It's a 6 versus defense, 2-inch range, range, melee attack, strength 3 or strength 4 if this action is taken as part of a rush order. They have ride through on a mask. Immediately place one of this fire teams anywhere in base contact with the target. And then they have machine guns. Again, 6 versus defense, 14-inch range, strength 2, target gains a pin token. So their machine gun is a little bit lower strength than a lot of the rest of the game, but they're going to hand out automatic pin tokens. Pretty strong. And then they have the ability to get nimble on that with a mass trigger. You're going to move this fire team up to its speed. Then when they glory, they're going to retain handpicked by the king. They're going to gain furious charge. This unit may receive the rush order while engaged. When this unit receives the rush order, it gains an inspired token for every fire team in this unit. Meaning if you're rushing with a full unit, you're gaining two inspired tokens. And you can rush while engaged, so you can rush in and out of the, the engagement that you're in, or you can rush to a whole other target. Uh, it really means that you're going to be doing some incredible damage and have some, some sneaky mobility with this particular unit, especially once you combine it with a ride-through. Uh, they have unstoppable momentum. When a fire team from this unit disengages, they do not suffer a hit. So this allows them to utilize the furious charge to run away without fear of a disengaging strike. And disengaging strikes are devastating in the game. Uh, they really are. They're basically an automatic hit with the with the base strength of the weapon that is going against them. It can be utterly brutal. Again, their cavalry savers are going to gain a mask. Uh, and they'll keep the ride-through trigger so they can automatically ride through. Uh, they are strength 3 or strength 4 if the action is taken as part of a rush order. And again, they can rush while engaged. And they are immune to disengaging strikes. And they're going to retain their machine gun. Again, it's still going to be strength 2, still a 6th acting value. 
target's going to get a pin token. And again, on a mass, they're going to have nimble. Their speed goes up to 11, and their armor goes up to 9. And as a King's Empire, as a Abyssinian player, I can tell you, armor 9 is really good. So it helps make up for the fact that this squad is a little lacking in numbers. Because you're only getting two fire teams, and you're only getting three guys in each of those fire teams. But they're an incredibly effective unit. Once you really start playing with them. Um, to me, they're a unit that you're probably going to want to purchase multiples of. Uh, I know for me, even as a Abyssinian player, I picked up two just to be able to use in uh, games where I'm taking Casa because they are just so effective. And for eight script, they are a really hard-hitting addition to your to your force. Another eight script unit is the Grenadiers. They are speed seven. Defense 5, willpower 5, armor 6. They are squad of 3, they are 80 millimeter bases, 3 guys on each base. They have prepare for the worst. Fire teams from this unit do not suffer hit from hazard strain. When a fire team from this unit is killed, draw a card. So, this unit is immune to rushing through difficult terrain, which would force a hazardous terrain check. They're immune to hazard terrain that may be put down. And they have two different range attacks. They have the base grenade launcher, 16-inch range, acting value 5, versus defense, strength 3 area. area. Area attacks are very effective against bunched up um, infantry. And on the right board, they can be absolutely golden. Uh, they have high yield, so on a ram, they actually immediately gains piercing. And then they have their rocket launcher, which is 3 versus defense, 12-inch range. It's a little shorter range, but strength 5 and piercing. So this attack is designed specifically to hunt bigger game uh, like titans so that's why the the lower acting value is a little less problematic than it would be if it was trying to hunt uh, a little little stronger target in terms of like infantry but that's where the grenade launcher comes in because you're getting that area attack with it now when they go to glory again they're going to be seven speed five defense five willpower seven armor they're going to gain Titan Hunter. If a fire team in this unit takes damage from an enemy Titan or causes an enemy Titan to flip an asset to its disabled side, this unit gains an Inspired Token. So the Inspired Tokens are huge with this particular unit because their acting values are so low. And when you have low acting values, the ability to boost that acting value by 2 is exceedingly strong. So the grenade launcher is going to gain a ram in its acting value. So again, there's going to be high yield on it uh, automatically with that. And then on a margin of five, you can take this action again with the salvo trigger. And then the rocket uh, launcher is going to gain in the glory side a, ma a margin a margin four trigger, massive damage. Any fire team hit by this action must discard any disabled assets on them. So again, a real titan killer, a real commander. Uh, potential problem if you're able to hit and get uh, that wide margin a little less practical on a commander because commanders tend to have higher defense values as a general rule. However, if you save your cards and you kind of know where your opponent's deck is at, you've been paying attention, you can potentially get some sneaky damage in there. So speaking of sneaky, let's talk about the Field Intelligence Core. The Field Intelligence Core 
are a unit that is going to be a little different than what you're used to. They're still going to retain a, a strong attack action. Uh, they have their Mark II Smile Rifles. Uh, acting value 5, versus defense, 20 inch range, strength 2. This action does not need a card, not need to discard a card to shoot into engagement. So again, much like Charles Edmondson's rifle, uh, they don't have, they're, they're snipers, they don't have to, to uh, shoot into engagement, they don't have to discard a card to shoot into engagement. Uh, they have headshot on a ram, the action immediately gains accurate. They have espionage as a general rule. When your opponent cheats fate in a duel involving one of this unit's fire teams, you get to draw a card. So you get to draw some cards off these guys if your opponent is targeting them. And your opponent is going to want to target them because of some of their other actions. Not so much their offensive output. It's what they do to the scenario and what they do to your opponent. Uh, they have Analyze Enemy Tactics. It's six versus willpower, 24 in trains. Target controller must reveal their control hand to you. You may discard a card from their hand. They are a squad of three. Uh, they are in millimeter bases with three models each on them, so again, a nine-wound nine wound unit for seven script. On glory, they're going to gain a trigger to analyze enemy tactics. I read their book on a margin of four. They must discard an additional card. So instead of discarding one card, you're discarding two, and then they're getting signal flags. Six versus a 17, so an 11 plus 8 inch range, discard two tactics tokens. If this operation uses objective markers, you may place a new, <coughs> pardon me, unclaimed objective marker completely within range, not within six of any other marker. If this operation does not use objective markers, you gain one victory point. So at present, every scenario uses objective markers. Every single one. You can generate a new one for two tactics tokens. That is an incredibly strong ability. So here again we see the sub-theme of being very sneaky on scenario coming into play. They're not just a direct damage faction, although they have the ability to play that way. They also have the ability to totally manipulate the scenario in ways you may not be expecting. On a 7-script unit, these guys are definitely worth a huge consideration as an early pickup. Now, if you want to scrum it up, if you want to go to the wrong side of the tracks, you've got the South Whale Borderers. They are a two, uh, a squad of two, 100mm bases with five 30mm markers each, so 10 wounds on this unit over two bases. They have reserves one. Uh, they are speed 7, defense 4, willpower 4, armor 7, so not the most resilient things in the world, but they do have a lot of bodies on them. They have Remember Our Mates. When a fire team in this unit has four or fewer models, that fire team gains plus 2 RAM to all its acting values. They have Smile Mark 1 mark rifles. Uh, it's a 3 versus defense, 16-inch range, strength 2. And then they have Steam Powered Fist, 5 versus defense, 2-inch range, Strength 2. They have Open Wound on a ram. Increase the strength of this action by 1 per ram in the final duel total. When they go to Glory, their stat line remains the same. Uh, they're going to get Walk It Off. When a fire team in this unit is killed, you may discard a card to give the unit a reinforcement token. They're going to gain a, an additional morale action that they can potentially take. It's called Incomprehensible Insult. 5 versus willpower, 10-inch, 12-inch range. Target enemy fire team move it moves its speed toward this fire team. 
ending its movement as close to this fire team as possible. And then on a margin of 5 with this, they get Sucker Punch. This fire team may take a melee action against the target if it is in range. So this provides you a way to draw your opponent into you with an incomprehensible insult. You're going to move that fire team at speed, meaning if it's part of a squad, its squad mates are going to move half their movement speed as a result of this as well. This means you can pull people off of objectives, you can pull people into threat range of some of your other models. You can do a lot of sneaky things with this particular ability. This is on a six script unit, so not hard to fit into a lot of lists. And these guys are fairly good as a melee counterpunch and a way to keep your Royal Rifle Corps clean if somebody decides to come in and smash them. So I quite like the, the South Wales in that particular role. I think they fit it very well. Uh, they're also great objective sitters. They kind of babysit the objectives in a way because they're they're a little quicker than you'd expect. I mean, this whole army is, is fairly rapid moving. Uh, which brings me to the Motor Scout. Motor Scout is a 50mm fire team. Single wound, cost, 2 script, 8 speed, 4 defense, 4 willpower, 7 armor. Uh, it is fast and lightweight, so when this unit receives a rush order, it gains plus 2 speed and an inspired token. It has a machine gun available to it. It's a 5 risk defense, 14 inch range, 2 inch strength, and target's going to gain a pin token. And then on a mask, it has pedal faster. Move this fire team up to its speed away from the target. So you can kind of play a little bit of a yo-yo game with this particular unit. Also fairly effective objective runner in a lot of ways. Uh, again, on the glory side, we're going to go up. To, we're going to be speed eight, defense five, willpower five, armor eight. Still going to retain that fast and lightweight. Your machine gun ability is going to go up to six. You're going to gain a morale action. My velocipel. My Velocipede is a resounding success. You can buy one for only 10 pounds. And you can summon a friendly motor scout into base contact with this fire team. This fire team flips from glory. So, fairly interesting ability here. You can summon another one. Meaning you can move up your 8 inches in glory, summon another one, you're going you're gonna to flip from glory... And then you're going to have that other unit to be able to activate later. Putting pressure on the opponent, putting pressure on the scenario. Just a neat little unit for two script. I, I really like the Motor Scout. I think it's something you need to look at um, as a purchase for, you, for your crew or for your company. Now we're going to get to the big boy. We're going to get to the Titan. We're going to get to the King's Hand. Um, the King's Hand is... An incredibly beautiful Titan. If you are a fan of anime, uh, as, as I am, you can appreciate everything that this model is. Uh, it has a big giant gun. It's got a big burly hand. It's got that giant laser eye looking at you. It just looks intimidating and awesome and like right out of the pages of the Magna. So let's talk about what it does. He has targeting parameters. Uh, this unit does not need to discard a card to shoot into engagement. So again, you can be bottled up by your opponent. Doesn't matter if this guy's going to be shooting his gun. Uh, he has, on his Gatling gun, he has a 6 active value versus defense, 18 inch range, strength 3. And he has, on a margin of 3, powerful shot, 
This action immediately gains plus one strength, and this trigger can be declared multiple times. He's speed five, defense three, willpower three, armor twelve. So his real value is that armor twelve. When we go to glory, we get uh, imperial kick. It's a melee attack, seven versus speed, three inches, strength four. Kick to the groin on a ram. This action immediately gains piercing. On a five margin, we get awestruck. Target friendly units with a fire team with an eight. Flip to glory. So if you can get the kickoff, no pun intended, you can target a friendly unit, a friendly fire team, a friendly unit with a fire team with an eight to flip to glory. On a margin of five, that's pretty strong. That's it's kind of a cool way to maybe get some of your units that are a little harder to flip to glory to flip to glory, particularly if you can kick something that is incredibly slow. Like if you happen to be facing, I don't know, gibbering hordes and they have an egg clutch just sitting there that is not flipped to flipped into glory yet, so it doesn't have a speed value. So <laughs> you can just go ahead and, and kick it and be at the margin immediately. That's that's pretty fun. Uh, and then its Gatling gun goes up to active value seven. Still going to retain powerful powerful shot, and it's going to have awestruck as well. Uh, again, on a margin of five, target friendly unit with a fire team with an eight flips to glory. Pretty cool abilities. Uh, even more interesting are some of its upgrades. So it has a couple of different Gatling guns that it can mount to itself. And those two are the Gatling machine gun. It's a versatile attack, massive machine gun, which is a six versus defense, 16 inch range, strength two, area attack. Has wide arc on a margin of two. Immediately increase the pulse distance of this action area effect by one, you may declare this trigger multiple times. So you can make your areas normally three, but you can increase that for one inch for every two margin that you're able to put into this particular attack. Can be pretty strong into the right scenario. And it has rake with gunfire on a ram. Uh, take this action again against a different fire team in the target's unit. Alternately, uh, we can take an armor-piercing machine gun. These are both on the same arm, so you can only take one or the other. The armor-piercing machine gun, again, is versatile. It gives you the super heavy machine gun. Uh, it's a 6 versus defense, 16 is range, strength 4, and piercing. Again, gives you the powerful shot. Plus 1 on a margin of 3, you get plus, immediately gain plus 1 strength. Uh, the target can, This trigger can be declared multiple times. And on a mask, you get concentrated fire. This action immediately gains plus 2 strength. So the armored, the armored piercing is really designed to get through heavier targets, um, blow away uh, heavier armor fire teams. The area attack is really to get through a more bunched up enemy. Because uh, the area can really then be devastating as you wider arc and get multiple shots off on, on lower ranked targets. Then you've got some options on your head. Uh, you get either Soulstone Processing Matrix, uh, which has automated defense. This unit makes card two cards. When suffering damage, if it does, you reduce the damage by one. So, and Moment of Free Will. When this unit is in glory, you gain plus one to all AVs. So this is a more defensive-focused asset as a whole uh, because the automated defenses let you use your hand to help protect your king's hand from having um, its assets broken. Or you can be a little more offensive. It's got a Soulstone-powered laser. It's a versatile attack. It is a magic attack, unleashed harness power, 6 versus defense, 8 inch range, strength 4. If this action kills a fire team, you can draw a card. And then on its hand, it has two things it can do. It can either have a massive drill, 
uh, which is going to be an 8 versus speed, 4-inch reach, strength 3, piercing attack, and and it give, has a morale action it could also do, which is drill, baby, drill. Create a 15-millimeter piece of difficult terrain and place it in base contact with this unit. If any other fire teams are touched by this terrain piece, when it is placed, they suffer a strength 3 hit. So if you have a bunch of little guys dancing around the bottom of you, you can drop this marker on top of them and do some strength 3 hit to multiple fire teams. Kind of a cool ability. But, massive thing to note, it is not versatile. Now, the symbol of the realm is, the symbol of the realm is also on the left hand. Uh, it lets you do a versatile attack as a tactical action. Symbol of the realm, 6 versus willpower, 20 inch range. Target discards all tokens and flips from glory. On a 3 plus margin, you can intimidate in presence. Target gains a shaken token. You may declare this trigger multiple times. So if you can get the margin high enough, you can stack your opponent with these shaken tokens. Which, again, is going to make the rest of your attacks into it, uh, even from the rest of your company, uh, much more effective into that unit. Because you can, every time you attack them, if they have a shaken token on them, you can utilize that shaken token if you wish to reduce their acting value by two. So the King's Hand is, is really more of an offensive weapon. He can be configured to fight either... Sing 